All right, no Brewers last night to react, overreact, or underreact to. Uh, All-Star game, yeah, that's inching closer and closer. Uh, Rowdy's vacation, inching closer and closer. That's going to be nice for him. Uh, but, Rowdy, right here, uh, Packers, they're going to have July 22nd is when rookies uh, report for camp. And then July 27th is when training camp begins. A little Packers flavor today. Uh, here on Over the Line to talk about. Uh, we'll get to the Brewers coming up, and we'll get to. I got some golf on the brain. I see. Uh, you see, the PGA is now under investigation. The DOJ, <laughs> uh, the Live, uh, is now. Uh, you know, the Upstart League. Here, we'll talk about that a little bit. Rory McIlroy uh, poking his uh, his uh, nose into things about the Live, uh, talking smack about it, uh, and also the NBA summer league going on. Uh, they're going to have some new rules coming up. I want to get to, but first. I, I have to say something about the NBA Summer League. Yeah, yeah. So obviously the Bucks played last night. It was on lost to the ESPN3. Yeah. Saw a lot of people upset about how they lost to the Celtics. Yeah, one was it? 111 to 109. <laughs> it's Summer Who League. Who cares? Well, yeah, that's a great question. Do people care about the NBA Summer League? It's like a two-week-long little exhibition game series in Vegas for all the guys that are super young. Yeah, super young <laughs> and guys you're like trying to, like, are these guys any good? Wait, this guy spent the last season in the G League. Yeah. Here's your first round draft pick. I saw, and I saw some people, I saw Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Grant Bills is going to join us today at 740. Uh, Grant yesterday took a lot of heat on the Bill Michaels show as myself and Ben Kenny were filling in because Grant said he was going to do the show with Ben uh, from 10 to 2. Grant all of a sudden has this like the cable guys coming over and there's this big to do. And Grant went on this tirade of how uh, he has to watch the Brewers. I said, well, hang on a second. You told me last week when I was listening to your morning show, or your your afternoon show, the Wisco Sports Show, that you don't watch every single Brewers game because you need it for your mental health. It's it's okay to take a step back. 162 is a lot of games. It's okay to step back. And I agree with that. But then Grant's going on this crusade about how he has to watch every Brewers game. Rowdy, then it dawned on me, and I went and looked at his Twitter account, uh, because the Bucks played, you know, last... The Bucks played... uh, When was the last time they played before last night? It was... uh, Friday, I think they played? Yeah, Friday or Saturday, uh, one of the two. One of the two. The Brewers were playing that day at the same time. I think it was Friday. And Grant tweeted out, maybe it was Saturday, whatever, I'll go look. Grant tweeted out that he's skipping the Brewer game to watch Summer League. So, again, Grant has egg on his face, you know, saying one thing but doing another. That That's his kind of, you know, way he leans and, you know, his age. So, says one thing but does another. Rowdy... Why in the world, if you had a Milwaukee Brewers game that meant something compared to a, a summer league Bucks game, would you give a crap? Well, I mean, you would choose the Brewers. I mean, you have a Brewers shirt on. I don't right even now. know why you asked me this question. <laughs> One, I tell you, I watch about half a dozen NBA regular season games for the Bucks just in general. Yeah, I'll get ready in April. So no, I'm not catching any summer league action. Maybe if there's absolutely nothing on and all of a sudden the bucks are on and cause you know, they like jam those down your throat on like the ESPN coverages or like the NBA TVs. Yeah. If there was absolutely nothing on and you're surfing the channels and they're like, Oh, bucks tipped at seven o'clock tonight. I don't have anything going on. Yeah. I'd sit down and watch it. But I went through and looked at the box score because I saw it wasn't just Grant, but he was one of them. People that were complaining about how the Bucks got hosed in a summer league game against the Celtics. So I watched. I hear. I watched a couple plays. It was the highlights that were given to me on Twitter about Rowdy. What did they say about getting hosed? Well, something about like a last second shot and with the referees or something. I don't know. Didn't watch. Don't really care. <laughs> but what I th- I thought it was funny because I looked at the Bucks roster. And I kid you not, I recognize three guys. Uh, can I guess? Because I looked at Marjan Bochamp. Yep, the first oh, round first pick. Round pick. Uh, Sandrew Mamakelichvili. Yep, another one of their picks from, what was it, a year or two ago? Yep. Um, and who's the third? The Wigington guy oh, that Lind- was like... Lind- Lindell Wing- Wigington? Yeah, the guy that was like... He rounded points. out the end of the bench for the Milwaukee Bucks last season. Three guys, and guess what? They happen to have the three best games out of the Bucks players that were playing. Yeah, probably because they're the three guys I've heard of. Correct. So I watched a couple plays because I was scrolling through Twitter, and so I, so my brother, my youngest brother Nick, 
he really wants to be like in the NBA when it comes to like doing books and whatnot. So he does his own service, his own site where he does all of the uh, you know contracts and tracking and everything uh, for all the teams. He believe it or not, Rowdy. So instead of spot track, it's the Nick, Nick track. Pretty much. He just came back from Vegas. He was in Vegas over uh, a stretch of time here over the weekend, and I think a couple days before the weekend. And the reason why he was in Vegas, it wasn't to gamble. It wasn't to go see shows. It wasn't to go get good food. It wasn't to go, you know, pool parties. It was for the NBA Summer League. If you are in Las Vegas, I can see checking it out if you're in Las Vegas. Like our guy Sportspat, he just messaged me. He goes, I, let's see here, what did you say, Sportspat? He's got a shirt, and he says, uh, been to two of them. Good times if you like hoops. Saw James Harden play without his beard. Oh, when was that, Pat? Like 10 years ago. <laughs> and then he's got his, uh, he's got his uh, summer league shirt. So yeah, if you're in Las Vegas, hell, I can see doing something like that. You know, you know, beat the heat, get it. A, but I'm not going to be choosing the, the Bucks summer league over, let's yeah, say a I Milwaukee like, Brewers If I covered game. the NBA and was like a, say a Bucks reporter, I would probably try and figure out a way to get to Vegas. Yeah. One, because you're going to have a lot of fun just in the city in general, and it's not like you're there forever. Isn't it like a little two-week shindig? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother, he, he just texted me. He goes, yeah, I went for the weekend. I caught some of the games. I met some people. It was pretty sick because it's like LNBA people everywhere. He says, I bumped into Shams twice. Uh, a couple players and GMs I said hey to, and we're like, well, what are you doing out there? He's like, well, I'm just networking. He goes, I met a couple of front office guys from Denver a couple front office guys from Philly, and then a few from the Clippers and a couple agents that I know. So that's Nick. Like, that's, I think that's why you go out there, Rowdy, is you, you try to rub elbows if you want to get into some kind of, like, gig with an NBA. Maybe you go there and wow some guys. But, yeah, for the most part, you had Marjan Beauchamp. Uh, what did he have? Uh, 15 points last night. You had Lindell Wigginton. He had 24, and the most belonged to Sandro Mamakelishvili, who, by the way, there was one play from that game that was sick. And it was Sandro Mamoskalisvili throwing down the hammer. Not a screen from Mamoskalisvili. It's an ISO. Now he has it. ISO with J.D. Davis. And spins it. Oh, oh, oh. Bring the house down. Mamoskalisvili. Wow. That, that was, that, Rowdy, that was the, the, other, the other highlight I saw was a jump shot from. The one thing that I noticed shot. is okay. the three guys, like I named earlier, that played well in that game seem to have played well in both of the games when I looked at the box score. Yeah. But I think uh, one of the big thumbs up, if you're going to take away a positive from the Bucks Summer League so far through two games, <laughs> would have to be that Bochamp shooting the ball pretty well. Yeah, he was uh, 50% shooting the three last night, and I think before he was three for five. Because he was a guy that... When he was selected, a lot of people on his profile was long and lanky, yeah. can play a lot of different defensive positions for the Bucks. He's athletic, but not a great shooter. Yeah. So far, he's coming to the summer league, and he in two games, he shot pretty well against lower-level competition. Yeah. Um, you know, just, hey, if it's your thing, that's your thing, man. Have at it. Go get it. Uh, rowdy. But no, you will never uh, confuse me with somebody that's going to go watch every single... Um, Summer league game. No, when I was scrolling through Twitter, I saw that big dunk I just played from Mamo Kalashvili. But Rowdy, there was a. <clears throat> I was scrolling through and it said Buck Summer League, and I saw the name AJ Green. Now, when you think AJ Green, what do you think? I think of the wide receiver that used to play for the Cincinnati Bengals and currently plays for the Arizona Cardinals. That's exactly what I thought. I thought I thought is what what AJ Green is on the Milwaukee Bucks Summer League in Las Vegas. No, turns out it was just. Uh, Happened to be the same name. And that was the other highlight. A.J. Green, not the wide receiver, making a jump shot. I was like, all right, cool. All right, there you go. So there you go. Bucks, they'll get it going with um, Wednesday night, Rowdy, if you are so inclined. Wednesday night is the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Four, or four o'clock, so it's an early one, early tip. Four o'clock against the T-Wolves. If you want to get it going with some more <laughs> NBA Summer League. I just... It's just not for me. It's not for us. Not for us. All right, 608 Good morning. Who's this? Eric on I-9. Hey, Eric. What's up, dude? Yeah, I kind of, I heard that the Summer League, they actually get a ring for winning that. Is that true? I, I don't even, I don't know if that's true or false. I'll look right now, though. Or unless you're setting up a joke. No. No, I think it's true. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to Google it right now, Eric. 
Does it? Does that really? I mean, yeah. oh my I god, mean, you're right. Do they? Hang on, hang on. The NBA will be giving out rings to the NBA Summer League champions in, uh, champions in Las Vegas. There it is. Well, I got one thing done today. Useless information. <laughs> hey, that's not useless. Those 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 ten guys on the roster, they'll cherish it forever. Right, but I, I haven't seen any of it yet. I want to see this boat champ. I just love his name, boat champ. I love it. I'm same. My real na- Eric, do you know what my real name is? It's Bo. So I love Bo right. Champ, B E A U, Bo Champ. Bo Champ. I love is it. it. Is it Bo Champ or Bo Jam? Bo Champ, like I'm a champion. Champ. champ, like a champion. Nice. nice. Hell yeah. Oh, I, uh, I haven't watched any of that. You guys are picking on Grant Bills a lot now. You're all going to be in the mix all week, so it should be pretty good. Oh, I love picking on Grant. We, I don't know if you heard yesterday, but we got him really good at eleven o'clock when we were doing the Bill Michaels show. We just roasted America. It was hilarious. Well, I know, but he's got a lot going on, you know. He's a you yeah. got to give him a little credit now. You know, little here's what was going on for him. He had to go to the grocery store. He had to go uh, let the cable guy into his house. He had to watch the Brewers. It's like, wow, sounds like a pretty, pretty tough day, dude. Must be exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've been going to the grocery well, store since I was in middle school. So, okay. Yeah, it's a big day. I mean, I don't like going there. Yeah, but you like you like eating, don't you? Well, I like eating, but there's got to be other ways to get that done. <laughs> anyway, anything else? We'll, we'll be nice to Grant at 7:40. I promise you. Okay. Oh, that, well, I want you to. I want you to give Grant the message. All right, I'm Let's listening. see if we can get something to stick here. All right. All right. What's the message? It's secret. You're not going to even know what it is. All right. And he doesn't. So we're just going to see if he's going to play along. You tell him that Wa Dashuda got that. Wa Dashuda. Wa Wadashuda is a, is an Indian word for park your canoe here. Wadashuda for park your canoe here. That's an Indian word for park your canoe here. Just say that to him. Doesn't have to be on there. Just say that to him. We'll see if he'll play along. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do that for you, Eric. <laughs> Just do that for me because... Right. Have fun with, you know, Grant's the only guy up here talking sports. The only guy in western Wisconsin and eastern Minnesota talking sports. So he's got a he's got a heavy load. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll bring so that up to him. I'm let writing him go it to the store. What let him go shit. to the store. He's got a, he's the, you know, he's the, oh, yeah. who is that guy? Ah, I got to go. All right, see you, Eric. See you, buddy. <laughs> so Scott messaged in actually a picture of the Summer League yeah, I ring. Just, I just found it, too, yeah. What do you think of it, Rowdy? I, hey, RJ. I can't believe hey. it's that big and that, I guess, diamond-studded. I, I I had no idea until Eric and I-90 called in that they give rings for the Summer League. Do they give, like, a huge trophy you can put in your trophy case, then? I... I mean, the ring's huge. So it's huge. If you're playing in the NBA it's summer league, bling you're, bling, dude. You're either extremely young or you're pretty low on the NBA roster. Yeah. How in in how many years until some of these prospects and or players go broke and we see these summer league rings out on the market for sale? I, I'm gonna say they're already there. Well, right here, boys. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The championship rings uh, are very much alike the ones given out to the actual NBA champions. Uh, their current value could be around $20,000 per ring. And they get a trophy. Oh, and they get a Who does she think they make for playing for two weeks? I don't know. That's another thing we got the research department on. Research department, get on it. What, are the, what, do, what do they make for contract in Summer League? If you win the Summer League, you get a $20,000 ring. Uh, let's see here. The top two teams based on their standings will advance to the championship matchup. This is determined by their winning percentage All after players. four games. <laughs> After four games, your winning percentage, then you go All to the championship. All the players get fifteen hundred dollars allowance for the duration of the competition. But you also probably get all your housing and all that stuff covered for yeah. by the league. And you're in Vegas. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, you could parlay that into like millions. Men and women everywhere will parlay in anything. They'll bet on <laughs> anything, RJ. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Hey, if 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 you're like a low level guy, have at it. Have fun in Vegas. Make up. What did you say? One hundred fifty k. Get everything fifteen hundred. I'm sorry, fifteen hundred k plus. You go to a buffet. That's five yeah, bucks right to, there. Go to a couple shows. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe probably, the, probably not the show. Maybe the NBA comps it. I don't know. <laughs> 
And then you, if you if you have a good winning percentage after four games, you get a twenty thousand dollar ring if you win the championship game. <laughs> good money if you can get it. Expectations for each and every one of your teams. We'll start uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers that we cheer for. First place in the NL Central, two games above the St. Louis Cardinals currently. As uh, the Brewers were off yesterday, Cardinals did win a game. Therefore, they were two and a half. Now two up. The Brewers sit. 48 and 39. My question for you boys coming into each and every season of the Milwaukee Brewers for just about your whole life. And it, it could obviously evolve and change. And we've seen the Brewers making playoffs uh, a bunch of a couple of years in a row now, but from when you were born to where you are now, uh, RJ, we'll start with you just cause you're the, I'm not aging you, but you are the oldest in here. You're an ageist from where you were uh, as becoming a young Brewers fan to where you are now. How has your expectations changed for the Milwaukee Brewers and what you want them to do when the season ends and concludes? Um, well, from my earliest memories, you know, it, it was, <laughs> hey, we have a baseball team. And they weren't competitive at all. They were at the end of, like, the the Robin Younts, Paul Molitors, and all that kind of stuff when my actual knowledge of you know, yeah. games meaning something started taking shape. Uh, so it was, it was no expectations whatsoever to now it's win a division and at least make the playoffs. So it went from no expectations to win a division and make the playoffs. For me, uh, second oldest here, Roddy will save the, the youth for last year. But for me, uh, growing up, when I being uh, cognizant of everything, it was similar as, as you are, Jay. Hey, we got a baseball team. Hey, 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 let's go to a game. Man, are they not good? Yeah. And you're like, well, it's lovable, not to steal the Cubs kind of thing, but, you know, it's like a lovable, I don't want to call them losers. Cause it's, it's still real to me. It's like, oh, man, this, all right, another long season. <laughs> these playoffs, what are these you speak of? And then once you got, you know, the likes of, like, the fielders and the bronze coming in. Yes, no, they play baseball in October. Like, oh, my God, playoffs. <laughs> so that little blip of getting in the playoffs – in the late 2000s, I was just like, wow, what an anomaly. Yeah. I can't believe it. Hey, guys. And then we're going to go back to chugging butt for a long time. <laughs> and now my, expect- my expectations were just like, hey, go to the ballpark, enjoy some baseball. Maybe there's some stars on the other team you can watch. Yeah. And have a good time with your family. And then it kind of morphed into, oh, what an anomaly. Uh, this is playoff. Things are exciting. And then it morphed into back into, well, probably missed the playoffs again. Hopefully, you know, maybe they could surprise someone, yada, yada. Now I'm right there with you. You win the division. You get to the playoffs, and my expectations now, it's, it's not a World Series. I don't think for you, is it a World Series for you? No, it's, no, it's win the division give yourself a chance to... Get a chance, and maybe have a little fun, and then, and then ultimately... 75% of the time, the team you lose to wins yeah, the World Series. Then ultimately, you look around, and you're like, well, that was a fun season, I guess, and uh, frustrating. I'm glad they made it to the playoffs, but frustrating that they got bounced. Yeah. Rowdy? Your expectations as a Brewers Well, fan. I started uh, watching and paying attention to the Milwaukee Brewers... Same year that Miller Park opened. Oh, there you go. So early 2000s. And yeah, they weren't very good. You look back on some of those teams. You had the Ben Sheets of the world. You had Jeff Jenkins. Best curveball ever, by the way. But Jeff Jenkins, when you finally go back and look, was a one-time All-Star. And he was supposed to be like the player. Scott Pasednik had one <laughs> and good year. he was year. the, hey, you guys get one. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Pasednik had one good year. Like some of those guys that popped up in the early 2000s were like one hit wonders. They're and like it the was cult heroes. It was basically like hope that they play extra baseball in, uh, in October. But then once they broke through with CC Sabathia, then the expectation had been raised to, all right, this is a team that can make the playoffs. This is a team that had some young players that were promising in 2008, like the bronze, the weeks, the fielders, Corey Hart, like they can build and make the playoffs. Let's see them make the playoffs consistently. Then fast forward into 2011 and I think everyone in Milwaukee was saying, let's go win a World Series. Yes. Yeah. And then since then, with the consecutive, what is it, four consecutive playoff appearances, yep. looking like it's going to be five for the Brewers. One with a losing I record. think the expectations have raised. I think you see how they played in 2018. They were a game away from going to the World Series. Should have went to the World Series, in my opinion. Then in 2019, they lose in that one-game playoff to the Nats, who ended up winning the World Series. Mm-hmm. 
2020 was disgraceful, the fact that they made the playoffs, but then you get back on track with a normal year in 2021, (laughs) and they lose to the Braves where they could not come up with any offense, and the Braves win the World Series. Now you're looking at how, again, they're in first place in the Central. Looks like they should win the division. I think I saw... It was over the weekend. The Brewers have like an 85 plus percent chance of making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So they're they're pretty locked into a playoff position unless they completely fell apart. It's got to be World Series. I've seen it before. It's got to be World Series. (laughs) How how long do you want to sit here and say or get to a World Series? Win, win, at least get to it, but yeah, prefer to win it. Well, obviously. Lose a couple championships for the World no, Series. No, I mean the caveat, Rowdy, that I'm, every team we want the, to win the championship. Win the whole effing thing, because I'm not going to sit here and tell you my expectation is to make well, the World Series and then not win. Obviously, we want our teams to win everything. Like, that's that's the given, to be champions. Sure you don't want them to get second a couple times? No, I'm not Grant Bills. <laughs> but the question is, you know, your, ex, your realistic expectations. Obviously, it's win a championship for every single one of our teams. Is it realistic, though, for the Brewers? You you look at how easily they're winning the NL Central. They're leading the NL Central most of the year, and you could easily say nothing's went right with the Brewers so far this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of bad luck. They've had a lot of injuries. They're still in first. At what point are you going to say, yeah, let's go win a World Series? You're We've already talked about it yesterday. You definitely have to go all in next season because you have a ton of these guys under contract, whether it's the arms or it's the bats, through 2024. And you're not going to hold on to every single one of those guys through 2024 because you're going to want to get value back for them. You're not just going to let them walk. You have to go all in this year or you have to go all in 2023 because that's your window. Mm -hmm. You might have to wait another 10 years before you have anything close to this. So, yeah, the expectation is high. Win now while you can. Will the front office... Because this isn't a franchise. This isn't a franchise that can consistently be this good without any rebuilds or anything. They're not the Yankees or the Dodgers. Once you're not in your window, it could be a decade of the early 2000s again. It could be the 90s again. Why wouldn't you have high expectations to go win it? Push all your chips into the middle and at least say you tried. Yeah, I mean, the 80s Brewers, yes. I mean, but that was also back in the time where I know it's short. The AL it's harder to get to the playoffs. To, it's yeah. easier to get to the playoffs now. Yeah, it, now it's easier. Now you have four if times the Brewers in a row. came yeah. in next season with a with a uh, payroll of 150 plus million, they traded a lot of their prospects away and got some big time names added to this team. Say they landed a big time center fielder and another big time bat and another maybe bullpen bullpen or starter that's mm-hmm. like a legit name, and they just emptied it out and went all for it <laughs> with the notion that they told the fans, hey, we're not going to bring back a lot of these guys in 2024. We're going to have to find trade partners to already uh, start to rebuild. Mm-hmm. If they came up short and say lost to the Dodgers in a game seven of the NLCS again, but they did that, they spent the money, they went out and acquired some big-time names and some talent, tried. and they at least tried. I think that would be quite a memorable year where you're like, that was a hell of a Brewer yeah. season. They actually tried to go in. Wouldn't mm-hmm. they try? 2018, well, they lucked into the NLCS. Like no one thought they were going to be there. Yeah. They didn't spend that much money compared to where they did in 19 or even in you know lately. They had just acquired Yelich. They did sign Lorenzo Cain, but that was kind of their big-time moves. Besides that, it was a lot of the team that was there that was a game away from making it in 17. Yeah. And that was supposed to be a terrible Brewer team. All right, so your expectations, 608-321-1670, starting with the Brewers. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, Steve. Hey, Steve, what's up, man? Hey, I, I like what I, I agree with what Rowdy's saying, but I don't know necessarily what the answer is. I mean, it really I think it's really do you go all in for now and mortgage your future? Um uh, well, think of it. Think of it too as your expect. Like, think of obviously we want we want our teams to win the championship, and obviously we all agree. Like, spend now and, and you know go for it. But realistically, do you honestly believe the front office is going to do that? Well, Washington Nationals, then, where you win a, win a, a World Series, and then they've sucked ever since. Uh, where the where the Brewers are in the television market is they're the they're probably the smallest market in baseball. I don't know that. The owner's going to spend any more money, right? So, so you have to. You're tempted to trade guys like Terang and your top prospects in the minors. That makes me really nervous because if you don't win it, you're going to suck for a long time. And <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if you want to do that. And they're, you're, they're going to have to play Burns. Is it after this year? Is Burns? He's got two more years, but that's why I said, uh, Steve. 
if you go all in next year, majority of those guys that you have, like the Woodruffs, the Burns, pretty much all your starting pitching, they're all uh, under contract through 2024. So if you go all in next year and you don't win, you have a year to trade those guys so that you can kind of recoup a little bit of the prospects you traded away when you tried to go all in. Yeah, yeah. and they do have pitching. I mean, you have um, Ashby, you have yep. um, uh, uh, Ethan Small. Uh, you do have some talent in the minors. I just think they'd be tempted if, if you go out to pick up some of the other teams aren't going to give you good players for nothing, and I just would hate to see them pillage their farm system and, and, and kind of uh, – their future yeah. based on winning now. And that's where a guy like it really kills them. What they did with Yelich. I mean, it was popular at the time, but have a guy like Christian Yelich making that much of that payroll and not, and producing at the level he's producing just really, really, really kills them and, and, and really hangs them up. And I don't know if they're tempted to get rid of that contract or not. Maybe, maybe that's part of a rebuild. If you don't win it, you go all in. If you don't win it, then, then you just get rid of everybody right. and open the bus. Steve, before, before this goes, Steve, your expectations for the crew. I mean, where did it start? Where is it now? Um, they're going to, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to win the division based upon their pitching. Cause if they, as their pitching gets healthy, they go as their pitching goes. Cause you know, their hitters aren't going to carry them at all. Yeah. So if their pitchers, pitchers stay healthy, um, their Burns and Woodruff and, and, uh, get, uh, Peralta back. Maybe Lauer's got to do better. Um, Hauser's got to do better. So, but I think they have good enough pitching. I think they have the best pitching in the division and that'll win them the division, but I don't, I don't see them doing anything past that cause they can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, at least they'll make the playoffs for five times in a row then, Steve. We'll hang our head on yeah. that, I guess. And that's worth something. That's yeah. worth something. Yeah, so. it is. Steve, we love you, man. Nice hearing from you. All right, thanks. Hey, buddy. I believe it was Michael Jordan, Ebo, that said, I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. Yeah. That's me with the Brewers front office in these next two seasons. Who's the Michael Jordan on the Brewers? Talk expectations. Brewers first place in the NL Central, two games above the Cardinals. I hear a lot of Brewers fans not happy. It's like, well, what more do you want from a first place team? Then it got me thinking, you know, what are expectations of the Brewers? For us, or for me anyway, it started as a a playoffs, hilarious, hee hee, this team's terrible, to now, you know, win your division, get to the playoffs, see what happens. Rowdy's all the way to the World Series, see what happens from there. We're going to talk some Green Bay Packers expectations. But first... Let's go to the phones. Dan, what's up, dude? I spoke your name about wearing the Letterman's jacket and bringing in beer. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. What's up, dude? <laughs> Nothing. What's going on, guys? I was just thinking of uh, Napoleon Dynamite with Uncle Rico. <laughs> when he's like, uh, see those mountains? Coach would have put, put me in the fourth quarter, we would have won state. We would have took state. <laughs> Give me a football and I'll throw it over that mountain. Yeah, what a took state, man. <laughs> Uncle Rico, one of the greatest characters. I absolutely love it. And we all know, we all know an Uncle Rico in our lives. Hey, Dan, let me ask you. Um, from your, <clears throat> you know, fandom of the Milwaukee Brewers, we'll start there. From where you started as a fan to where you are now, how what were your expectations and how have they or have they changed? I think I was thinking we would run away with the division. To be honest with you, um, I was really optimistic about the bats. Uh, coming into the year that, that we could maybe be a little better, but we blow still, and uh, we're going to just have to rely on pitching. That's all it is. You know, and if we get – what did we score against the Braves last year? What, three, four runs total? Yeah, it was two Rowdy Telez home runs. Yeah, yeah so, um, I mean, it's not going to matter if we do that. I mean, it just – you just can't – it just won't. It won't matter. It so what's, be out quick. what's your expectation? Like get to the playoffs? Is it World we'll Series and expectations? Playoffs. Is it World no, Series and expectation? We'll get to the playoffs, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with Grant, which just pains me deep down, <laughs> right into my soul. Um, <laughs> that you just never know with baseball, right? Yeah. I mean, we could we could have that game of Burns and Woodruff, the one-two punch there get a couple guys on and hit one out of here and then maybe just, you know, get a run later for, you know, garbage, you know, playing our typical garbage baseball on offense. We got four runs and you got Burns up there and we have two, right? So, I mean, you just, you just never know in baseball. We you can't really give up on them. Yeah. You got to hope springs eternal, right? Just got to keep going. Yeah. 
Dan, we love you, buddy. Oh, lost you. Oh, see, see, see you, Dan. We're losing you. Yep. See you, buddy. Right. See you, Dan. Okay. See you. See you. All right, for the Green Bay Packers. Now, when uh, this is a little different for me uh, than it is the Milwaukee Brewers, obviously. Uh, you look at the Packers, expectations for when I started being a fan to where I am now have not changed. Uh, when I became a fan and cognizant of the Green Bay Packers was the rise of one Brett Lorenzo Favre. So for me, I'm a little different than the older folk when it comes to being a Packer fan who you know witnessed this the doldrums of the Packers franchise for a couple decades. When I came into it, I remember the Super Bowl of Brett Favre, then going to another Super Bowl, unfortunately losing, and then every year you have a chance with Brett Favre of getting to back to and winning another Super Bowl. It always was an expectation of winning the championship. Then you parlay that into uh, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and again, the Super Bowl, 2010-2011 season, and then ever since then, the expectation is a championship at the Green Bay Packers. Anything short of a championship for me and the Green Bay Packers is a disappointment. For the Brewers, it used to be just having a maybe a ho-hum season to entertain you as a kid was a success, then getting to the playoffs or just getting to the playoffs, like, wow, I can't believe they did that. That's a success. And now for me, it's like I would guess get to a World Series, but the expectation for me now is to get to the playoffs with the Brewers and see what happens. For me, for the Packers, it's always been a championship. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy. My entire life, the two quarterbacks for the uh, Green Bay Packers have been Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. Those were two top five quarterbacks in the league at the time of playing and arguably two top ten quarterbacks of all time. Yep. The only goal should have been winning the Super Bowl. It's title town. I mean, that's what it's called. 13 NFL championships. It's always been, for me, Super Bowl or bust. Green Bay Packers. I've never felt differently. Not any year have I felt differently. Let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? I'm at Tasco. Did you watch a Pro Bowling on Sunday? The I, Pro Bowl? No, Pro Bowling. Oh, uh, no. Missed that one. Missed it. And thanks for the phone call, Charlie, at 608-321-1670. Um, couldn't tell you about bowling, Charlie. Sorry, bud. Rowdy, Packers, yes. That's easy. I think that's, I think that's just about everyone's expectations now, even the people that live through the doldrums uh, that are older than us. Now that you've Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, the biggest thing is how do we not have more championships? That's that's the question. So obviously it's championship or bust. Now we look. We'll save uh, the Badgers for a little later, but for the Milwaukee Bucks, just about my whole life, the Milwaukee Bucks have been absolutely garbage, just awful, terrible. Herb Cole, I don't think realized the seed above eight existed for most of his time. So you look at the Bucks. And outside of them getting totally robbed, uh, what is it, 2001 against the 76ers, where it was clearly rigged against them. I mean, that's that's not even a conspiracy theory. It's it's legit fact. Just go look into it. Outside of that one little year where the Bucks were, you know, a game away from taking on the Lakers in the championship series, the Bucks have sucked just butt. Then they get a guy like Giannis Adinokounmpo's rookie year, 15 wins. Like, oh, 15 wins, oh, my God. So my expectation for the Bucks were to be a disappointment the entire year, maybe squeak into the playoffs, and then be disappointed again in the playoffs. I didn't expect anything out of the Milwaukee Bucks. But when they drafted the Giannis Adenokounmpo, and obviously we see the fruits of their labor play, uh, paying off here, and they've won a championship, and you have the best player in the league like Giannis, have expect, obviously expectations change, but is it a championship or bust mentality, or is it, or what is it now for the Bucks? Is it when you get a generational talent like Giannis, every year is a championship year then? How many players are on the field for a baseball team? There's not five. Like, you have nine. How many players are on the field for a football team? You have 11. That's a lot more players. In the NBA, you have just five players on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. We all know that the NBA is a superstar-driven league. Since they acquired Giannis and he's become the perennial superstar, MVP, defensive player of the year, all-time player. And we know that it it runs through great players. It's championship or bust. Were you happy with making it to the semis and losing a no, close series to the Celtics? Not at all. And the Celtics went to the Do you think if they squeaked past the Celtics and Chris Middleton came back and maybe they got to play Golden State in the finals that they could have won? No, I was, none of that's happy. You, you wanted to win the championship. Exactly. It's championship or bust. 
for the foreseeable future when you have a superstar like Giannis. Now, do, would I be saying the same thing if 10 years from now Giannis is in his late 30s and he's a shell of what he was, you know, from his mid, uh, mid-20s to mid-30s? Yeah. No, it's not championship or bust. It'll be just like, have a good season. It's Giannis's swan song. It's the end of his career. Mm-hmm. From age 25 to about 35, you're in his 10-year championship window. You should expect or at least have expectations to win the NBA Finals or get there almost every year. Was that not the anticipation for LeBron James? Yeah. And he did it. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, it's a championship bust for me as well. But when they lost to the Raptors, when Kawhi Leonard had that, you know, took over the claw, that getting ousted out of the playoffs hurt a lot more for me than it did this year after the Bucks won the championship and lost to the Celtics. I've never felt more ho-hum about getting ousted from my team from the playoffs than I did this year than years past. I think because they got the championship last year. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, did, did what hurt more, Rowdy? Getting kicked out of the playoffs from the Raptors? Before the championship or getting kicked out of the play- playoffs by the Celtics after the championship? Well, Ebo, I would say that the Celtics, but for one selfish reason only. That was the year I told you guys that Toronto was going to beat them. And I oh, took a lot of flack yeah. on it for the show. Even so when the Toronto different. Raptors went down 2 oh, nothing in that series. Yeah, you're a big Bucks hater. And I told so you. The, I guess I just throw out the wrong question. 608-321-670 for the <laughs> listeners out there. But yes, overall... Uh, the the reason why if you are a big time Bucks fan and you say that Toronto was more depressing than the loss to the Celtics, I get it because you weren't healthy against the Celtics. Yeah. I personally the think the Bucks still could have beat the Celtics if they had played well. They just couldn't shoot the ball very well uh, without Middleton. They win the series clearly with Middleton, and I think they're playing in the NBA Finals with Middleton. Mm-hmm. Now. That's why you're not as disappointed because you know you didn't have the squad. Yeah, that's a good point. In in twenty, what was that, eighteen slash nineteen season with the Toronto series, you were healthy. You had Bledsoe, you had Middleton, you had Giannis. Bledsoe. They just all sucked except for Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Giannis is like, I'm I'm gonna try and take over here. You guys are That's why you were more disappointed then. Yeah. And I really felt like the championship was coming, right? Now, like, if like, Chris Middleton would have been healthy this year and they still got ousted the way they did against Boston, then I would, I bet you would say that this season was more disappointing than Toronto because it came after a season in which they won the NBA Finals. And then you thought you were going to go back there and have a shot against the Warriors or whatever team you're going to meet up against, and they fell short with a healthy team. But that yeah. didn't happen. No, yeah. Uh, interesting to think about here when all the the expectations for and championships. Now with the with the Bucks and Giannis being the player that he is, you have more people saying, "Hey, I'll go to Milwaukee and and sit through a city that I don't like very much or I don't want to be in because I want a chance at a championship." You have more and more guys taking hometown deals yeah. to stay with Milwaukee. Yeah, it's got to be championship or bust. All three of them: Green Bay, Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> should be championship or bust. Uh, Especially in the in the current I mean, timelines that they're in, obviously every organization operates as a championship. Green, bus. Green Bay has got the what, Brewers don't three operate more that years. Way. They better they're they're all in. The Milwaukee Brewers have two and a half more seasons to be all in before another rebuild, and then the Bucks the have Brewers. the rest of Giannis's prime, which is about thirty five. The Brewers in a championship. It's mentality. the timelines. I, I know it is. I just I said the realist, and you and you are realistic in your belief in this. I just realistically for me, the Brewers and a championship is not, it's not a realistic thing for me right now. I mean, how are they going to score runs? Whole conversation. Here's where it gets a little twist, though. Look at the Razor's Edge coming up here, and then we'll talk the Wisconsin Badgers side of things. I do have a different take with the Badgers. Yeah. So we'll talk uh, basketball. But I will football. not move off of my Brewer stance because this next two and a half years. Is the one to do it, or else pack it in for ten more years. Oh yeah, I, no, yeah, I get it. I'm gonna watch the freaking Badgers play UCLA before I see another <laughs> chance at a championship if they don't get it done in the next two and a half years. We'll uh, come back to the Razor's Edge, and that's even if they keep that 2030 some year. Yeah, they'll move it back. Uh, Packers, we're both under the guise of Super Bowl or bust, winning the damn thing. The Milwaukee Bucks. 
with a guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo, you are an NBA championship or bust. So Rowdy's championship for all three. I'm championship for two. Playoffs for Brewers. And then we come to the college side of things. And the Wisconsin Badger, let's start with the football team. <laughs> now, I had different expectations. I was get really wrapped up. Uh, I get very hyped up to start the season, uh, especially when, you know, I, don't hate, I hate to bring up bad memories, but when COVID went down, uh, they tried to force Big Ten football away. Uh, people fought tooth and nail behind the scenes to get it while the Big Ten presidents were trying to cancel it all. On private servers came out that they were, you know, all of it came out, yada, yada, yada. When football came back and there was the hype of Graham Mertz, and I know it was against Illinois, but Graham Mertz was touted as that dude to take the Badgers over the hump. Always a great defense, always a good line, always a phenomenal running back. What were we missing? That would be the quarterback. When it comes to the quarterback, Graham Mertz had a hell of a game against Illinois when football came back. Remember the, the height of you know everyone freaking out what was going on in this world? It felt so good to have something come back like football. And then Graham Mertz, yes, I know it was against Illinois, but Graham Mertz did something I've never seen a, a Wisconsin quarterback do before, and that was light it up. First game back from COVID after they tried to cancel it, and I thought, oh, my God, here we go. He's everything he was billed as. Let's effing go. College football playoffs, here we come. Well, then we saw the rest of the season play out and then the following seasons play out. And now I'm back to looking at the Wisconsin Badgers as, here's my expectation. Get to the Big Ten championship game and pray to whatever God or entity you believe in that they can somehow beat Ohio State. What's your expectation on the Badgers? Yeah, you got to win the West. That's that's like the thing you have to do every year, right? Win the Big Ten West, mm-hmm. appear in the Big Ten championship game, and then, my God, at least one year beat freaking Ohio State. My expectation right now, and I hate to say it, is you probably get trucked by Ohio State if you get to the Big Ten championship game. I think a lot of teams are going to get <laughs> trucked by Ohio State, including potentially a playoff team. My expectations are very low when it comes to championship aspirations. For the Wisconsin Badger football. We know that the Ohio State offensive line is pretty good every single year. Mm -hmm. They now feature three top 50 wide receivers in the sport of college football. They have a Heisman candidate at quarterback. That's not even talking about their running backs. We didn't even mention their defense. They're always recruiting probably a, a top five class in the country. They got everything. And they're even better this year. They got it all. So, Rowdy, you said you had a twist. Was it the Badger basketball team or the Badger football team? Well, it's kind of just both. I mean, for football, it's starting to get pretty tiresome. I'm starting to say I think we should raise our expectations to trying to beat Ohio State. I agree. Not but this season. This season, I don't think there's a shot. I'm trying to remain realistic. But in some of those years, like the Hornerbrook year of, what was that, 2017? Yeah. Ah, they were right there. They were. Or how about some of those? How about that? Was that what was that when we were at uh, Tailgaters? Was that twenty seventeen? That was twenty nineteen. That was right before COVID. Yeah, and they were they were beating Ohio State in at halftime. the Big Ten championship game. Beating Ohio State at halftime. Like there. How about was it? Uh, I believe it was at Camp Randall. What year was that? Twenty fifteen, maybe the JT Barrett year. Oh. Yeah. It's like they were this close so many different times. When's the last time Wisconsin beat Ohio State? God, it was. Was it t- was it 20, David Gilreath ch- taking the taking the punt return back? 20, 20, not 2010, 2010, 2009? 2010, something like that. I mean, it's been a minute. Yeah, good for like been, once a decade. They've been so freaking close in the last ten years in a lot of different games. And then you have like when we were at Union Corners where it was the first game of twenty nineteen where they played Ohio State and they got absolutely slaughtered in Columbus. And that was when Wisconsin thought that it was a good idea to try to block what was it, Chase Young? Oh with a with a tight end. Yeah. And and or just like a, a tackle and not try and use a tight end and a tackle to chip him. Yeah. When oh, I, he I, when he was like we the drank number a lot one day. overall pick and was just absolutely murdering. I think that's why we got so drunk at Union Corners Rowdy is because Jack we're like, Cole what are they probably doing? Probably still has nightmares of that game. Yeah, it probably has nightmares of Chase Young, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean t- the last time they beat Ohio State was yeah, you know, October sixteenth, twenty ten. 
Yeah, and that had to be the Gil Reith. 31 game. to 18 at Camp Randall. And then it's just. Well, when you think about a couple overtimes, when you think about some of the big wins against Ohio State, they're some of the more memorable games because it doesn't happen often, and when it does happen, you have to have cool moments for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, insanely cool moments, like Lee Evans out and up. It's and it's so it's so it's so not common. It's so rare. Like Mister Clean with hair, you're like, dude, this is. But the expectation for me is. To get, I guess the expectation for me for Badgers is get to the Big Ten Championship game. And that's kind of sad. See, this is where I think you need to, not this year, because Ohio State's just so just good this get year. get to the Big Ten Championship But in general, game. at what point are you going to raise it to, you got to beat Ohio State at least once in a while. Well, if you were to ask me, Rowdy. If, they didn't beat them at all last decade. No, I know. It's terrible. But if you ask me, let's see here. I have to look at the exact date. If you were to ask me on September 23rd, it's a Friday, as we do uh, our our predictions for the game that takes place on Saturday, this time it's going to be in Ohio. If you ask me on September 23rd on air who I think is going to win Ohio State or Wisconsin, I will pick Wisconsin in a close game. And you know what will happen? Ohio State will probably just throttle the Wisconsin Badgers. If I ask you Friday, September 23rd, who's going to win, I'm sure you'll say Ohio State, right? Oh, I'm trying to see if there are any lines already out for some of these games. Because <laughs> they do put lines out for bigger games in the future. Yeah. Didn't know maybe if that would make the short list. But regardless, I can't imagine Wisconsin is within 14 points on a spread with Ohio State. I'll say the the Badgers will win, but it will be just blind, like, hey, a blind squirrel finds a nut, a broke clock's twice, right twice a day, yada, yada, yada. And it will just be me being me. <laughs> but reality then hit smacks me in the face really hard on that Saturday. What's the Found line? Found the line. Oh, God. Ohio State is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, sweet baby Jeebus. Fifth, what was it? 15-and-a-half. I'll take the Buckeyes. <laughs> well, I mean, look at what I know. Look What's at what I line? know. I saw the the Badgers be so inconsistent on the offensive line last year. We think that Bostead is going to come in and solidify that offensive line. He does have a little bit del- uh, different philosophy from Rudolph. We hope that the offensive line could be better, but it's a lot of the same talent. And then we hope that Mertz can take another step forward. But I think we've been hoping for that since about the, (laughs) what, middle of 2020. A lot of hope. We know that Braylon Allen is going to be good. We hope that Ches Malusi will be ready for the first month of the season or this Ohio State game. That's obviously a big weapon. We hope that some of these young receivers will be ready. We know Chimray DK will be solid. But what are the other young guys going to be? We hope that the tight end position can continue to pass down from tight end to tight end and be good. But, hey, Jake Ferguson was there forever, and now it's a bunch of guys that haven't played that much. We hope. And we think that the defense is going to be pretty good. But we know that even while having a good defense, when the offense is that bad, we've seen the defense play Ohio State extremely tough until the dam finally breaks. Yeah. And when it breaks, oh my God, the floodgates Then all of a sudden open, they yeah. run through, they run up two or three touchdowns because, say, the offense fumbled yep. or the offense turns it over. The offense went three and out three times in a row, and they just lost field position. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's like a a ten to seven game for Ohio State. All of a sudden, turns into a thirty-one to seven game. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. And we're gonna get the Badger basketball coming up here, but yeah, you there's a lot of hope, right? And usually the hope. Has not really come. Well, it's like fruition. I know Ohio State is going to be dynamic offensively. I know they'll be decent defensively. We we hope you and hope we you think, can weather the storm. Yeah, we hope and we think with the bat. What's the only thing that I know that's going to be good for the Badgers? Braylon, it's Allen. Braylon Allen, and I know that the defense should be pretty good. Yeah. Everything else is a question is mark. A hope. I know a hope Ohio a State's going to be really good at all those positions. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. You know it. The Badgers, you hope. Right now, I would bet Ohio State minus 15 and a half and think they win by 17 or 21. Say good morning to one young Ben Kenny. This is a, hello, this is a funny conversation. The word hope 
and the words Ohio State don't really go together. In I know. The same well, sentence. it's it's such a it's such a <laughs> it brings you down, right? It's such a depressing thing it's to think okay. about. Maybe that's what we do. If we continue to lose on the Razor's Edge, we just do the look ahead lines from all these big <laughs> games that lines. they have out. And we're like, oh, I already oh, have my college. It's late July. Here's this pick. Oh, Ben, we were talking about expectations. Oh, we started with the professional ranks. Uh, for me, the Brewers, my expectation is to make the playoffs. Rowdy's World Series are bust. For the Packers, it's Super Bowl or bust for both of us. And for the Bucks, with a guy like Giannis Adendokounmpo, right now it's a championship or bust. Then we move to the, the collegiate ranks. We'll get the basketball coming up. But right now it's football. And my expectation for the Badger football team is to get to a Big Ten championship game. Not win, get to. That's my expectation. But if you ask me when the season starts for my predictions, I always say the Badgers win every game. <laughs> But reality smacks me in the face every Saturday when it comes to a likes of, I don't know, going to the horseshoe to take on Ohio State. What's your expectation of the Wisconsin football team? It varies year to year. Well, yeah, what's it this year coming This up? year specifically, win the West. The problem is, two years from now, the West won't exist. So that expectation is going to have to be thrown out the window. And we're going no, well, to have to... Well, they can change, but right now it's win the West. So we get to the Big yeah. Ten Championship game. I, my expectation, putting aside what they win and what they don't win is that the offense looks competent that they don't just go. So your expectation is competence from the offense. Yeah. Or improvement, probably seeing at least one reason why they hired all these new coaches, not going into every good defensive matchup like they did last year, Penn state, Michigan, Notre Dame, Minnesota, and just laying a complete egg. And that's Graham Mertz. It's also the whole offense. Do you agree with Rowdy on the uh, the hope on all the positions and the one thing we know is Braylon Allen will be good? No, I think we know more than that. I, I think or we know the past. Know, I, I think the defense as a whole. I said, the, yeah, I said defense. the defense as a whole we know should be pretty good and Braylon Allen should be pretty good. A lot of question marks everywhere else. If we want to go a little deeper than that, I think we know the pass rush is going to be lethal with Nick Herbig and those outside linebackers. We know they're deep up front on defense, which is great. Keanu Benton's an NFL player. Yeah, those positions, they don't like they don't rebuild. They just reload. Yes, especially outside linebacker yeah. with where we're at. Defensive line, I mean, this might be the best defensive line interior they've had in, in a couple years, I would say. Maybe, I, I don't know the exact comp for it, but definitely when you look at 2018, the other year there was big turnover. That was, I mean, Caden Lyles moved to defense to play because they needed it. This is a good defensive line group. I would say, I think we know the cornerback position is going to be pretty good as well. They're all transfers, but they all have a lot of experience and they all have a bunch of success. So I think, I think it is safe as long as Jim Leonard is there. You got Jimmy Leonard steering that ship. That we know the defense is going to be pretty damn good. We also know... Paul Crist will probably punt in plus two. I, I literally was just going to say something about the Minnesota game and the punting thing. Like, we know there'll be some boneheaded <laughs> calls. You're like, what the? Well, well, we know he's a good coach. Maybe we hope that Bobby Ingram's presence changes that. I don't know. So, Rowdy, win the, big, win the West, get to the Big Ten Championship game? Yeah, but I, at some point, you have to start to raise expectations if you continue to win the West to well, hey, we, beat Ohio State I mean, how, sometime. How long were we, saying, were we saying that for, you know, for the Badgers? Well, the issue there it's is... like, when are we going to get over the hump of beating Ohio State? The issue there is they have not won the West in three years. Yeah, I know. We, we, leading up to the last couple of years, we were saying, all right, it's time to get over the hump. Yes. And now you you tried to get over the hump. You didn't get enough, you know, forced to get you up. You from... Right there in the Big Ten Championship game in 2019 against Ohio State with an outside shot at that point of making the college football playoff because there was something starting to happen your in your favor they that day it. to losing that game in the second half to not being very competitive in 2020 and then last season punting on <laughs> the 35-yard line against the Gophers. With the game on the line. That game was already lost, but yeah. But it, it was everyone was the human white flag. No, we had the uh, conspiracy theory about it. Who's the guy that jumped off sides? Uh, two players jumped off sides. Remember we did that? Do I remember? No, we're talking about different punts. You're, you guys are talking about late in the game, like down the 10, golfers. Yeah. when Wisconsin's on their own, and then 15. They jumped off sides. Two players did, and then they... Garrett said, Groshek was one of them. Yeah, because remember we did that on, I think, your 
we were filling in the Bill Michaels. We no, it was on the morning show. It was when Nelson was out. It was, oh, it was yeah. late November. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to see the angriest man in the world? You should have saw me when they were sending the punt team out. Well, I'm yeah, not talking nurses about... nurses were like, let's give this guy some... I, I'm not talking about that punt. There is an argument that the I defense... I didn't have enough hands to start trying to choke people. The, there was an argument that at that point in time, the defense had a better chance of scoring a touchdown than the offense. Oh, God. But I'm talking about the punt when they are on the Minnesota 35-yard line, first and 10. They take three deep shots oh, and then punt it 15 yards. Yeah. That's when Wisconsin was up three, and I, I almost popped a blood vessel watching that. Like I've been, I've been doing sports talk radio for a while now. And I've seen it was the rise. It's been the rise of Wisconsin football. Like you've been ticking up, 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 up. Like you're slowly climbing the hill up Mount Everest a little bit. And then you're with a little Sherpa and he's like, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. And all of a sudden you look to your right. Your Sherpa's gone. You look to your left. Your other Sherpa's gone. They abandoned you. And all of a sudden you try to climb up one more step and then you just fall down. Back to oh, I was going to say then Liam Neeson appears. <laughs> What is that from? The- it's like uh, when he's like Batman. Begin- oh, it's like yeah. The when first he's Batman. Rosie Ross, how cool. So I could, I could build the Sherpas in- abandoned us and we got kicked down to the base camp again. I mean, to build in a couple excuses here on July 12th, a couple months before the season starts, the Big Ten West is going to be pretty damn good this year. I know. I, ben, when I started doing this, Wisconsin was like, if they're always like good, and then they started to get in this rise up. They keep going like Hornybrook was the Orange Bowl MVP. Oh, oh my God! God. Give me a break. He won the Peyton Manning f- Football Academy camp. He hit a moving golf cart. Exactly. Like the, the, it was a buzz. Like we were we were there, and then. Boom. I'm just not. I'm not really into lefty quarterbacks. Well, I've listen. been working on that take for a while. I'd take Mike Vick at quarterback for the Badgers. Well, he was just such an outlier <laughs> well, yeah, in I every think way. I do that too. But overall, football-wide, I think I'm out on all lefties at quarterback. Like then, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma this year, I think he's going to suck. He's a lefty. So you're all right, no left. I guess you could put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, like- dude, just in that Alex Hornibrook era, they played so many good games against so many yeah, good teams that were they either won or were competitive within a touchdown. And you're like, we're there, and you're we're like right there in the Hornibrook era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in 2017. No, no, his entire college yeah. career, oh. dating they, they back were- from like 2000 and it's so many electric good games. You remember starting with the game? Hornibrook was going to beat Stave for all-time winning us until he slipped that dude's... Oop. Yeah, you remember starting with the season where they played LSU at Lambeau? I don't think Alex Hornibrook started that game. No, no, I'm saying the, the season where they played in Lambeau against LSU. LSU and they drew like the end, like the end of Stave and the beginning of Hornibrook, yeah. that timeline, the Badgers were so good and so competitive against so many big teams outside of the one Alabama game in Dallas. Yeah, where Caputo, Chris first game where Caputo got concussed right away. And that was also a horrifically bad LSU team. Well, dude. Well, yes. You could the Badgers weren't even bet ranked. Wisconsin to cover, and they covered like every because the Badgers game. weren't ranked, and then they beat LSU, and then they there was the biggest jump in AP ever. They went up to like what were they like ten during the Hornibrook Eighth, era? They they might have choked more against Ohio State than lost to Ohio State because they should have won at least two games against Ohio State with Alex Hornibrook. The regular season game, maybe. That Big Ten championship. They lost. I don't know if I trust Hornibrook to lead a game-winning drive. Don't trust him around your girlfriend, either. They Go look it up. They lost to a JT Barrett-led Ohio State oh, team by, like, five or six points. Uh-huh. And it was a game they should have won. JT Barrett was not a good quarterback. I will right, we'll take a step they back. They were playing with Alex Hornibrook. You're right. So, okay, JT Barrett's a JV quarterback for Ohio State. Alex Hornibrook's like a seventh grader. Uh, he's uh, he's he, played football backup. After football, you got basketball season. We now talk expectations for one Wisconsin Badger basketball program. Uh, for me, uh, it's very simple for me for my expectations. You finish four or better in the Big Ten, and you make the NCAA tournament, and I would prefer a Sweet 16 appearance. That's asking a little bit much, especially for this team coming up here. But fourth or better, you make the NCAA tournament, and you get to the Sweet 16. I think that, for me, is my expectations for Wisconsin basketball. Rowdy? Mine would be, yeah, obviously you got to make the tournament. I don't really care so much about the top four in the Big Ten. I think, uh, especially with them bringing in multiple teams 
lately with Rutgers in Maryland, and now it's going to be USC and UCLA here in the future. I think the top four, it's I get it, but it's kind of like, eh, who cares? Because there's a lot. Look at how the Big Ten has been in basketball the last few years with teams that are ranked. It's been really, really deep conference. I'd say the biggest thing for me is make the tournament. And depending on what that team looks like, most years I'd say, hey, you reached the Sweet 16, you had a hell of a season. Yeah. Benjamin, Wisconsin basketball expectations for yourself. This year? I mean, in general. But then this year, my expectations this year probably aren't going to be met. But you never know. Because the season that just happened, they finished, what, 11th was the consensus? Look what happened. But your expectations normally for the Wisconsin Badger basketball team, and then, yeah, this year, I guess. I think this year, Greg Gard would do a terrific job to get this team to finish at 500. And that includes out of conference. Yeah, I think uh, that 11, 10, 12 to 10, where the media had them, I think that's going to come to fruition this year. Here's my question. Well, well, I mean, we'll see. I love me some Greg Gard. Haven't they been recruiting pretty well overall for, like, Wisconsin basketball? Yeah, they've gotten some good players. How the hell are we just like, yeah, it's going to be a good year if they're 500. Because if they one of those recruit these guys, one of those good players was Ben Carlson, four star. He has since transferred. Uh, some of those other good players, like like Crowell and Hepburn, like yeah, they've gotten some good players, but they're not deep. Oh, dude, we, they, we have not brought up the best player they've got right now. Just uh, saw him on Instagram uh, last week, Isaac Gard. Greg, <laughs> Greg Gard's son, an assassin. Look out, man. I'm kind of mad that the... You might see him when the Badgers are losing or winning by like 30. I'm mad the Wisconsin basketball PR people didn't DM me to tweet out the fact that Gard's son is on the team now. It's Isaac, right? Isaac Gard. I, I don't know. I think it's Isaac. Right? Ready? I think it's well, Isaac. there was a one... Who gets one. more minutes this year? Isaac Gard or Carter Gilmore? Gilmore. Gilmore. I agree. Who who would yes, make, Isaac who would make more free throws by the end of their career? Ethan Happ. No. No, 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 no. Isaac Guard or <laughs> Carter Higginbottom. <laughs> I'm going with Isaac Guard. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Carter Higginbottom finally got in a game one time and they're like, all right, son, shoot some free throws. He hit the backboard and didn't even hit the rim. This yeah. is an unnecessary stray shot to, to Carter Higginbottom. No, we're, we're giving him props for getting in the game. I t- I got guard. Guard makes more free throws. I got Isaac Guard. Son, son of a coach. Yeah. Son of a coach. He knows how to make free throws. You mean to tell me Plus that a son of a coach. might be a lot of blowouts this year. If there's a son of a coach. Exactly. If you're a son of a coach, there's one thing you do and do well. You get your ass in that free throw line. You ain't shooting. You ain't shooting until you hit 100. And if you don't hit 100, you ain't dinner. Like it was unbelievable. If you don't get hundred, you're grounded. Watching Carter Higginbottom miss two free throws, one airballed and one completely hit glass and no rim. Dude, you guys are brushing over the greatest Carter Higginbottom moment. The drive bys on Carter Higginbottom are unreal. You guys are missing the best Carter Higginbottom moment. Well, in when his he lost career. his shoe and then Jawan Howard hit Joel Krabenhoft in the face. Exactly. If Carter Higginbottom doesn't lose his shoe, the slap never happens. Greg Gard had to call the timeout. The dude lost his shoe. He was in the game for five, maybe two seconds, yep. and he lost his shoe. Yep. And he had a, to call timeout Being for a it. son of a coach, he would know. Gard's son would know to have his shoes tied when he's finally ready to go in. If Carter Higginbottom, Carter Higginbottom was integral in the slap. If he doesn't lose his shoe, Gardo doesn't call the timeout. Therefore, Juwan Howard doesn't get pissed off and slap Joe I think it was actually cited in... in um, Juwan Howard's apology was like he actually cited Carter Higginbottom as the guy that I still don't us. call that an apology. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't an apology. <laughs> he called him Joel. He called him Joel. Joel. Joel Crabbenhoff. What are we doing here? Yeah, that's, Joel. That's probably future Wisconsin head basketball coach Joel Crabbenhoff. Listen, I love Carter Higginbottom for the fact that gave us so much folklore. Of the slap heard round the nation. Pre- if we're going to do this, I prefer Tanner Bronson. Oh, no one weaved, waved the towel better than Tanner Bronson. Actually, what JP, JP Kavinsky <laughs> waved the mean towel. The drive-bys are just unbelievable. These are nothing but love, Ben. I love these players. Yeah, Tanner Bronson, big time. I think is, he was an assistant coach with Chad Nuga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's having a very fruitful coaching career. The real question here is over under a year and a half until Brad Davison's on the coaching staff. By the way, congratulations. Brad Davison just got married over the weekend, I saw. Congratulations. Uh, He's on the coaching staff soon. 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 Like, we're talking, like, soon. Yeah. Maybe at that point. He followed Lamont Paris. He is now the assistant coach at South Carolina. Who? uh, Tanner Bronson. Tanner Bronson? And they, from Chattanooga. What's uh, what's Brad? 
As, I mean, I'm sure he's enjoying his honeymoon, but has anyone heard anything of Brad Davison and his no coaching prowess? But maybe when he does come back to join the coaching staff, which might be at the same time USC and UCLA join the Big Ten, at that point I'll change my expectations. Okay, okay. These days I want to finish above 500. <laughs> I know, it's going to be a tough year, isn't it? Because this is the problem. Like the rest of the Big Ten and especially the powers at the top, they did so much this offseason to get better. Uh, you look at Michigan, Illinois especially, even Purdue. Yet you look at Wisconsin and they lost a lottery pick who was probably their their whole team really. Like without him, we saw how much they struggled. And yeah, they have good players coming back, but they have no depth. And they did nothing in the portal. They did nothing to get remarkably better. There's nobody out there that can go create their shot on the wing. I like the guy from Green Bay. I'm with Ben. It's a sad portal. Well, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. No, I like him too, but he's at best a bench guard. Like at best, he could be Lauren Bowman, right? Which is still a six or seven man I, coming off I'll the bench. I'll disagree with you there. I think he can be better than Lauren Bowman because he'll be available. Lauren Bowman yeah. wasn't available. Yeah. Well, I know that, but when Lauren Bowman on the court, like Lauren Bowman can play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him when he was available. Is he? Uh, he Oakland. left, right? Yeah, he's in Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. So. Yeah, it's it's just tough to really get excited about this team when the rest of the Big Ten went nuts and all got better, and Wisconsin really oh, didn't. This is when the swing offense is really going to grind, baby. This is when I my fandom of Wisconsin basketball really rises up. But aside from Chucky give me, Hepburn... Give me Isaac Gard out there just from the corner. Tyler Wall is going to have an Ethan happier. He's going to average like 22 and 10 because no one else can do it. Chucky Hepburn can get his own shot, and he's going to be better. Crowl, I, I love Crow. He's yeah, he, good. He needs a big jump. But aside from that, who's shooting the basketball? Unless Jordan Davis becomes like Seth Curry, where that one offseason he just miraculously became this amazing player, I don't see who scores. Kamari McGee. That guy can create his own shot. Come on. I mean, I we just can't expect that much from him. I'm going to get my hopes up. Just to be crushed like every year. That's that's my, that's my That's me, Ben. You know Might that, not be the most lucrative side of the take. Supporting I think we the just need Badgers? to reevaluate our recruiting processes in general. When we're talking about a big downfall for this season, is that Carlson transferred? Did anyone not watch him play last year? <laughs> well, he was a really good player in high school. I'm not going to doubt the recruiting there. Yeah, but we're playing in college. <laughs> he just didn't pan out. Yeah, Plus, that happens. That the problem is, it's not like Wisconsin didn't go after good guys in the portal. They just didn't land any of them. It's not like they weren't out there trying. Yeah, I know. They're trying. So I'm not going to doubt guard on that. I just, it's going to be a tough year. Can't wait for Isaac guard.